Hi guys, welcome again to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, uh, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Uh, We had a great week at camp. Uh, We had two baptisms and uh, we had a baptism here at the home congregation and another one on Sunday. So uh, we're just so grateful for um, everyone wanting to grow and having soft hearts. And it's just been a it's just been an awesome, encouraging week that I really needed and others really needed too. So uh, thank you for being patient with me. Um, you know, I knew it was going to be late, but I'm sorry this podcast is late, but we're here and I'm glad that uh, I can be here with you. All right. So our topic for today is dealing with disappointment, dealing with disappointment. Um, I think for me personally, I think this is going to be a good podcast because this is something that everyone faces. This is something that everyone has dealt with, right? Everyone's dealt with disappointment. But the the difference between a lot of people is when disappointment happens, it's how we deal with it when it comes. Okay? And so as we talk about this this topic of dealing with disappointment, here's a couple things and a couple steps. That I think if we if we do these things, it can help us to become better in how we deal with the disappointments uh, that come into our lives at times. Okay, all right. So let's let's kind of get into this here. So number one, when we talk about dealing with disappointments, here's the first step that we all need to do when disappointment happens. Is number one. Don't internalize it. Don't internalize it. This is tough, right? This is tough. And this is one of my problems, right? When when disappointment happens, at least for me, and maybe maybe you're in this boat too, so maybe you can relate. But for me, when disappointment happens, I get into a mode that I call uh, putting your blinders on. And so you know how, you know, when you see these these champion racehorses as they're racing, they're so focused that they're not looking at the horses to the left. They can't even see the horses on the right because they have their blinders on and all they can see is what's in front of them. So that's the mode that I get in. And maybe you get in, too, is when disappointment happens, you get into this mode where it's kind of it's kind of like you change. And you you become so narrowly focused on just the next goal and then the next one and then the next one and then the next one. You become, at least for guys, I can't speak on if if our young women and girls feel this, but I can speak for the guys. When we get into this mode, um, it doesn't take much to get us there. And it doesn't take much to get that fire lit again. And so you think about, that that mode of putting your blinders on, you know, uh, sometimes we'll internalize that pain and we'll work and work and work and work. And that can be working on your body in the gym. That can be working on your finances. That can be working on yourself as a person. I mean, you just, your soul, you become so goal oriented that the only thing that matters in your life is the next goal. And maybe this is wrong. And maybe this is something that I have to work on. But to be honest, as I continue to grow, but right now, at this point, 
to be honest, I love that. I I love that mode sometimes because that mode is is different, guys. I mean, it's like it's like you become so focused that nothing stops you from getting your next goal. It's pretty cool. You know, it's a pretty cool mode to be in at times. But just like with anything, there's pros and cons. Right. So the pros of internalizing your pain that way is you get so much done that you never thought you could get done before. And then you'll look up and then you'll be like, man, I just did all that. Right. But the cons, here's the cons of it. The cons of internalizing that pain. Yeah, you may you might accomplish more, but you become bitter. Right. You become, you know, your heart becomes hard because you're in this mode where you don't care about anything or anyone else and you just go you just go to work. So part of part of it is part of it is good because you get a lot done. But part of it is it can lead down a very dark path at times. And so don't internalize that pain. So instead of internalizing that pain, what is what is the next solution instead of internalizing that pain? Look at this. Look at 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 8. Here's the natural step. And this is difficult sometimes. But the next natural step, according to 1 Peter 5, is this. So, so notice what our text says. Verse 7, I'm sorry. It says, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. So when you feel like you're in this mode where, let's say, something happens in your life. And disappointment might come in many ways and shapes and forms. But let me tell you something. If you haven't felt it, keep living because it's coming. (laughs) It's coming. So everybody's going to feel it. So disappointment might come soon. Disappointment might come later. Disappointment might come with a quickness. You just don't know when it's going to come. But understand that it'll be there. So how do I respond as a Christian? And so instead of internalizing it, what we need to learn how to do, and myself included, is First Peter 5, 7. You cast all of that care, all of that anxiety, all of that hurt onto him. Now, quickly, does this mean First Peter 5, 7 is a, cure, is a cure-all verse? So if you deal with anxiety, if you deal with, uh, you know, hurt and pain, that when you cast all your care upon God, that it's just going to go away. It's not going to go away. You know, after the first prayer, it's not going to go away. This is when you're dependent on God. This is a notice the phrase. It says casting. The Bible didn't say cast your care. It says casting. And so you keep on doing it. This is this is the relationship process that you learn to grow with him. And so as we learn to to uh, to depend on the Lord rather than ourselves and internalize that pain. Then we'll begin to see things as God sees them rather as we do. Because the thing about it is when you when you're disappointed and when you internalize it, your motivation is selfish. If you're being honest, it is. And if I'm being honest, it is your motivation is selfish because. Why are you why are you working so hard? Yes, it's to accomplish good things. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing. But you got to watch your motivation when you accomplish those goals. So we can't internalize disappointment and pain and try to accomplish these goals to be like, oh, I'm going to show them. Oh, I'm going to show this person. 
Oh, okay. They don't believe, I'm going to show them. Oh, they don't want, okay, cool, I'll show them. You got to watch your, and that's hard. That's very, very difficult. Very, very difficult. But you have to learn to cast all of that care and that 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 rage and that hurt. You got you to gotta learn to cast that on God. So real quick, before we move on to our next point here, if you have trouble doing this, read the book of Psalms. Read every Psalm that David wrote. Because in every Psalm that David wrote, David does three things. David always cries at the beginning of the Psalm. Then number two, during the middle of the Psalm, David will complain. And then number three, David always gains clarity. He always understands the Lord is still there. So maybe instead of internalizing that pain that you got, that rage, that focused rage sometimes, I, I understand. I, it's a it's a certain, I love that feeling too, guys. I'll be honest. I love that internalized focused rage. I love it too. But we have to watch our motivation of why we do what we do. Right? We got to be careful. Because remember, we, we still have to have a... We still have to have a humble heart as we go through our disappointments, okay? So then number two, so when we go through disappointments, don't internalize our pain. Then number two, learn to initiate healing. Learn to initiate healing. And so this is why a lot of us have problems when disappointment comes because we don't know how to deal with it. So the only thing that we know is just work insanely harder to mask it off. Because guess what you have to do when you go through disappointment? You can either do one of two things. You can either, you know, you can mask it and just overwork yourself. Or you can actually sit there and deal with the pain. See, but a lot of us don't deal with the pain because that's harder. It's easier just to work, 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 and just go overboard. I understand. But it's harder to sit down and be like, all right, this hurts right now. Or, you know, I'm feeling this right now. It hurts to do that. So that's why a lot of us don't. But we have to learn to initiate that feeling. Think about this. Think about Jesus for a second. You know, the the Bible says in, in the book of John, shortest verse in the Bible, that Jesus wept. We read that verse all the time, right? And it's it's quoted. It's quoted all the time. Right, John eleven thirty five. But think about that phrase for a second, guys. And think about who's crying right now. This is Jesus. Jesus didn't have to cry. At that moment he heard that Lazarus was dead, Jesus being God, he could have raised him up right then and there. But guess what Jesus decided to do, everyone? Jesus decided to feel. Jesus cried. Jesus hurt. And so Jesus showed us in the shortest verse in the Bible that when we deal with whatever pain and disappointment that that ha- has happened or that will happen or that's happening right now in your life, you got to feel that. You got to feel that. Like, man, look, it hurts. I'm hurting. I mean, it's... Sometimes you don't know how to explain that hurt. And that's why the book of Romans is so beautiful, because that text, I believe, is chapter eight, if I'm not mistaken. Romans chapter eight mentions that the the father and, and the spirit, it understands those groanings that can't be uttered. 
And so Jesus understands what it feels like to be disappointed. And so when you feel hurt, we got to start, we got to, we have to stop internalizing it and just overworking ourselves to death. But sometimes we got to sit there and feel that. Sometimes we got to sit there and acknowledge to God and build that relationship with him that I'm hurting. So let me tell you something. If here's, here's the thing, especially when we're talking about disappointment, when you deal with disappointment by overworking yourself, by doing all this other stuff, by, you know, avoiding pain, I don't care how good another person is. When they come into your life, they're going to feel that because you're, you haven't dealt with it yet. They're going to feel it. So even if another person can do X, Y, and Z for you, which is, which is wonderful, you got to deal with it too, because that's not their problem. It's yours and it's mine. So we have to learn to, to deal with those problems and feel what we felt and then work through that with God instead of killing ourselves to get physical stuff, right? Then number three, not only shouldn't we internalize it, not only shouldn't we learn to, you know, we should learn to initiate that feeling, but then number three, learn to invite peace. Learn to invite peace. You know, as we talked about before, Just think about it for a second, guys. And if you've been here, you understand. When you're disappointed and you get to that point where all you feel is a focused sense of rage to prove someone else wrong or to or to even to prove to yourself that you're better than than what you thought you were. When you do those things. Sometimes peace is not your motivation. Sometimes your motivation is so selfish and my motivation is selfish that we don't have the right type of heart as we get better. So the Lord calls us to grow. The Lord calls us to get better, right? We are to get better from these disappointments, but there's a way to do it. There's a way to do it. And I understand that feeling of, that feeling of rage, it's great for a moment. Trust me, it is. It's a, it's a great feeling, but you got to learn to control it. So watch this. So we learn to invite peace. So look at this. Look at Matthew chapter five. We're, we're going to have a podcast coming up pretty soon with a friend of mine. And we talked about this today for like three hours. Um, But in Matthew chapter five, we got the Beatitudes, right? And so everything stems from verse number three. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So now watch this in verse nine. So remember, what are we talking about now? We're talking about how do I deal with disappointment? So watch verse nine. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. So a lot of times... When we bring up that verse in verse nine, you know, it is a beautiful application to say we should be peacemakers among our brethren and among other people as we should 100 percent. But guess what, though, when if you have that feeling of disappointment, 
whether that's something that that someone else has done, that you've done, that your family has done to you, whatever you want to say, doesn't matter. You know, sometimes in order to invite peace, you have to be the one to initiate it in your own life. So a lot of people think when they deal with disappointment, the the problem or the way to solve the problem is to is to do everything for everyone else. Oh, I got to serve this person. Maybe it'll make me feel better. I got to do this for everybody else. Maybe it'll make me feel better. If I do this for everybody and work myself to death for everybody else and also work my myself to death at, at work, it'll make me feel better. Here's real quick before we keep going. Here's a sign if if you're not being a peacemaker within yourself. A couple signs, actually. Number one, you do everything for everyone else, but you never do anything for yourself. We are to serve, but you got to fill your own cup up, too. You got to fill your own cup up. So if you're doing all this and running around and doing everything for everyone, but then when it comes to you, you don't do anything for yourself. That's a sign. That's a red flag. It is. It's a red flag. Then number two. If you always if you always look down on yourself, you can't take a compliment. You can't say thank you. You always look at yourself as, well, you know, I, you know, I didn't do much. I didn't. You got that's a red flag. Because remember, this all stems from you didn't know how to deal with your own disappointment. Right. You didn't know. And then number three. Number three, here's a big one. You don't initiate peace within yourself. You'll be peaceful and you and you'll do things for others, but you'll never initiate peace for you. You see, when Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers in verse nine. How can I truly be a biblical peacemaker if within myself, I'm not even at peace? You can't do it, guys. You can't. So you got to learn to be at peace with yourself. If you're not, you're going to try to overrun yourself to make yourself feel better. Or you'll try to overrun yourself to get flattery from everyone else. But that only lasts for so long. And you know, the crazy thing about this, guys, is that at the end of the day, when you do all this stuff and you go home and it's just you, you know that you're not at peace. You know that. So you got to invite peace in your heart. Because if you don't, it's going to affect everything in your life moving forward. And you're always going to have this attitude that someone is out to get you. You're always going to have this attitude that someone or some things or your jobs or or whatever is there to hurt you like your last disappointment did. You're going to walk around on pins and needles. That's not a way to live, guys. That's not a way to live. And that's not the way that Jesus wants us to live. If we're going to shine... And if we're going to be lights in this world, Matthew 5, there are some things we got to take take care of within ourselves. And those things only you know. Those things only I know. So in order to deal with disappointment in our lives, guys, 
We can't internalize it. We can't just have that focus rage all the time. We got to learn to initiate that feeling. We got to handle that feeling within ourselves. We have to let God know that we're hurt. We got to talk to him and we got to go every day with him talking that we're hurt. We got to feel. Then number three, we got to initiate that peace. We have to be at peace within ourselves to truly help other people. So guys, maybe this is you right now. Maybe you've been in a mode and I understand guys, trust me. And that's been a flaw of mine. I understand I've been there. I've been there. And to be quite honest, it feels good. It does. And it feels good because it feels like you're accomplishing a lot. But in the end, guys, we got to focus on ourselves. We got to get better. We have to get better. We have to learn how to deal with our disappointments. Because let me tell you something. If you don't learn to deal with your disappointments now, you can do all this other stuff in the middle. But I promise, in the end, you'll still end up being disappointed. You can't run away from it. So how do I deal with disappointment as a Christian? Mm, Maybe that's you. Maybe this literally describes you to a T right now. So how do I get better? What do I do? Guys, we got to, I know it's hard. I know it's hard to get out of that mode, but you got to, you got to open yourself up to the word and you got to open yourself up to people. You got to let people help you. You got to let the word help you more, you know, more than anything, you have to let the word help you. You got to be a good person and you got to understand that disappointments aren't going to stop, but there's a way to handle it. Man, isn't that beautiful? It's beautiful, man. It's a lot that I've got to work on personally. And maybe that's a lot you have to work on personally. But the the great thing is we have so much. We have that time and we have the avenue and we have the resources to do it. So why not get better? Why not get better? Man, I hope you guys can get better. I hope I can do it, too. We can work on this together. Uh, We can grow and we can develop. And we're just trying to help each other get to heaven. And we're trying to help each other have the right attitude as we go through our disappointments in this life. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Um, Continue to like and subscribe. Uh, Watch the podcast on YouTube and find it wherever you can get your podcast. I appreciate everything you guys do. We're growing and we continue to, we hope to continue to keep growing and so that we can help more people. Love you guys. Appreciate it.